With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Everybody. Hi guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, uh, we're going to talk nonstop the entire show about Robin Williams. That's <laughs> all, The entire show will be completely devoted because we don't think any of you have heard enough. It's the Robin Williams tribute memorial. The TGIA show. memorial. Memorial to Robin to Williams. Robin Williams. Well, it's a sad story. And it is a sad story. I don't want to make light of it. No, but we're not, not, we're nothing, not going to talk about it. There's nothing about. about the story to make light of other than its absolute ubiquity. <laughs> it has been everywhere. And uh, within the way I found out is I actually uh, got onto Reddit. Oh, okay. And I uh, hadn't heard from any other source. Mm. And the uh, front page of Reddit was was like probably a quarter Robin Williams. Right. It was amazing. Already. At right. that point, yeah, within yeah. like two hours. Uh, yeah. But anyways, we are, like I said, we are not talking nonstop about Robin Williams. No. It is very we, sad. It, it is sad. About and, and maybe we, talking about suicide and, or maybe even like the media's response to and responses, on, nasty, awful responses but, on Twitter. But you guys have all seen all of the yeah. stories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so exactly. we, so we just, briefly discussed it and then we decided, no, besides we've got, uh, we want to talk. Today's segment will be us and you guys, yeah, we have we had a l- huge response actually to um, our discussion about resignation mm-hmm. uh, from from religion yep. uh, last week. Yep. Uh, actually, the last two weeks we've kind of talked about it, but uh, we had our call for people to resign. This, Indeed, uh, on uh, episode one forty three, and uh, and so here on episode one forty four, we're gonna listen to your uh, voicemail. And read, read some, some emails. emails and we'll just chat yeah. about everything and uh and and see where people are going absolutely uh, well, anyways i'm very excited about something frank what are you excited about dan you know how all the time and by all the time i mean all the fucking time i say this was sent in by a listener but i have no idea who that listener was because i'm a jerk that way how do you not know see that's the thing i don't well because i don't, I don't have it right in front of me and i forget to have it all pulled up well i made sure that this time I knew who what listener sent in. Oh, look at you. So, Preparing. So this story, Getting ready for the show. This story, I get Thanks, ready. Dan. You have done the same <laughs> thing. Thanks for showing up prepared today, Dan. Oh, do not throw me under that bus, Franklin. Anyway, Reagan or Regan, I don't know how she pronounces her name. Hopefully uh, Regan. Sent in... I know a Reagan. You know a Reagan? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I don't like the president. Well, that, that's fine. <laughs> I, I presumably Reagan, Reagan or Regan is uh, from Australia because this is an Australian. Oh, uh, so thing. not necessarily the same, like knee jerk. 
reaction. Right. Okay. So. Okay. I apologize, Reagan. Or Regan. (laughs) Anyway. If it's Regan, I don't have to apologize. Right. Exactly. Um, So this was, this, this apparently is a cute little story that took place in New South Wales uh, in Australia. Um, There was a man, Patrick Carroll was his name. Uh, uh, He, he passed away Mm -hmm. recently. Okay. And um, his children attended his funeral, which you would think that they would do. Yeah, of course. But it might have been a little tough for them because they are Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh. And he was a Catholic. Oh. And as Reagan pointed out in her in her missive to us, gosh, I hope it's a her. We're talking about this guy. Him. In Reagan's <laughs> missive to us, it was pointed out that... Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses aren't supposed to go to other people's churches. No, that's true. Uh, especially not the Great Satans. Right. You know. Which are what? All of the other ones? No, the Catholic Church. Isn't the Catholic Church the Great Satan? Oh, probably. I don't know. <laughs> the whore upon the earth. Something like that. Maybe that's just Mormons. Who I, think, <laughs> I think that's such <laughs> say a... Say that about the Catholic Church. Do they? <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Okay. I never heard that, but I believe you. Um. Anyway, so so they... You know, this man and his wife separated. She went to J-Dub land, uh-huh. and he stayed Catholic. Well, he made it a, 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 a thing in his will, an addendum in his will. A, a, a condition. Condition. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Okay. Of his will, <laughs> that if they were going to receive any of his, any of his estate, uh, they had to not, they had to go to his funeral <gasps> Uh, and then they had to uh, leave the Jehovah's Witnesses. That, what? How much money did you say? Uh, it didn't say how much. But, it he, just, but apparently, I mean, it, so they showed up. So it had to be a lot of money. It had to be a lot of money to so, lure some J Dubs away. Yeah. Well, they went to his funeral, but they're suing because they don't think that uh, oh, that they should have to that leave they should the... have to leave their faith in order to. Uh, uh, yeah, he. Had, Sorry, that's a condition, dude. Yeah, they had to become Catholics within three months of his death in order. To oh my god! Receive any inheritance? Oh my god! So yeah, they they sued. Uh, that's delightful. Took it to court, and uh, the court apparently decided, you know, well, you know, so Mr. Carroll never approved of uh, of their faith. Obviously, right? It was mu- it was less about getting him getting them Catholic. Than it was about getting, getting them out, out of, of J. Dubbery. Yeah. Which to me, it's just like out of the frying pan and into the great Satan fire. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, they, uh, they, yeah, apparently the judge said he can make that kind of a stipulation and uh, they're screwed. Well, not really. They can just become Catholic. They do have an option. You're right. There's an option open unto them. <laughs> Uh, they 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 don't think that that's a uh, a a happy thing. Just do it. <laughs> they do it. Just... Get the money, and then wait uh, out however long you have to wait for it to be legit, and then just go back to J Dubbery. I think I think that the J Dubs might be a little grumpy about welcoming them back. What do you With think? their shunning and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We just shunned you. You can't we, come back yet. You can't come back. We are still shunned. We literally just shunned you. <laughs> like it was like. Just then, we shunned you. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be talking to you. You're still shunned. 
I'm not listening. Blah 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 blah. Oh, that's delightful. I like this guy. I know. I kind of do too. I wish I. I wish he was still alive so I could shake his hand. If I had kids, I would make wild conditions in my will that were Might stupid. As well. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I we encourage this listeners, you when you are writing out your will, <laughs> make your kids do something they don't want to do. Uh, just just make them grumpy. You will eat your vegetables. <laughs> my daughter has to shave her head. Oh yeah. And my son has to wear only purple for the neck for a month. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why have you been wearing so much purple lately? Let's get my inheritance. My dad. Looking forward to that. $500 he's leaving me. <laughs> Damn it. Dad. All right. Anyway. Um, well, I want to go to Texas. You do want to go to Texas? Not really. Okay. Um, but you want to talk about I Texas? I want to talk about Texas. Okay. Um, there uh, was a case before a Texas court Uh uh, not too long ago, mm. um, where some uh, parents, uh, some some good Christian folk, had uh, stopped. Had, had you know they, they they're the they're the Christ- kind of Christians that like to homeschool their kids. Sure. Right? Um, well, supposedly they stopped homeschooling their kids, um, and just let their kids sing songs and play games. Uh, I, I think singing songs was a really strange part of the story, but <laughs> it was there um, uh, because uh, because of uh, the rapture. Oh, they 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 are soon to be raptured. This oh. family. Oh, good. And uh, they believe that you know, well, if Jesus is returning to Earth, uh, maybe we should just be exempt from state education, re- you know, rules <laughs> about educating our kids. <laughs> well, I, no need well, to educate them. I mean, it's okay. all just this. You know what? <laughs> Fair enough. Obviously, they have proof that this is going to happen. Absolutely, and they're just going to present yeah. that to mm-hmm. the judge. Yeah, uh, and then and then, fair enough. Well, they they told the judge that, um, you know, that they have you know the religious right and the freedom mm-hmm. to determine you know what's happening with their kids, and the judge said, not so. What? Actually, uh, you do not have any religious, uh, uh, what was it? Um, no parent, apparently, uh, says, this is a quote from the ruling. It says, no parents have ever prevailed in any reported case on a theory uh, that they have an absolute constitutional right to educate their children in the home, completely free of any state supervision, regulation, or requirements. They do not have a constitutional right to homeschool. Oh, um, that's something that the state has granted them. That's oh, not something yeah, that they have a constitutional right to. Right. Um, and so, um, yeah, there's no claim for free exercise of religion or anything like that. And so they now have to get their kids educated. <laughs> oh, those poor, poor, those oh. poor kids. Well, yeah, I know. Well, well they're the, these I, are their last days on earth, and they have to spend them in. In, in homeschool? In school. Yeah. Don dun. Apparently, they were homeschooling their kids at the back of their dad's uh, mechanic shop or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, something along those lines. 
I, and so I just want people them. were noticing. Oh, it's a motorcycle dealership. <laughs> oh, and uh, that he co-owned, and they used empty space there for the classroom. Um, but um, this this one person who I can't figure out what their relationship is to the uh, to the family. Um, but apparently, he never saw the children reading books, using computers, or doing arithmetic. Instead, the children were seen playing instruments and singing. Well, that's that's part of education. Music, absolutely. I would not begrudge any any child any kind so, of musical education. And it sounds to me like maybe they're getting their their auto shop credits taken <laughs> care of. So that's nice. I want to be there when one when one of the boys in the family says, "I don't want to take shop. I want to do home ec." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got nothing. Well, then you have to go to the ki- the, the 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 restaurant next door, right, for your homeschooling. <laughs> Oh well, homeschooling—it's a—it's a thing. I don't get it. I why the, the, the would you want to? Is, it, <laughs> has, you don't have to do it, right? Exactly. The, school, the government is providing it. You've got you. I mean, believe Free me, charge. you're going to see plenty of those little shits. You don't need to see them the whole day long. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. I've been antagonistic towards kids for the past month or so. I don't know why. I've just—I've just not wanted to have anything to do with. Other people's kids, really? Yeah, hmm. a little grumpy about it. Hmm. it it's it's, a, it's abnormal for me. I would like all of our listeners to know that that's completely out of character for me. Uh, but that's how it is right now. Normally, you smile at children. I love kids. Mm-hmm. I actually play with kids all the time. I enjoy. I really do like kids. But lately, it's just been like, have, stop have... breeding, people. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. no, no. Uh... No uh, imminent sounds of the no. pitter patting of little feet. <laughs> no at, buns at the in any ovens. <laughs> uh, I believe is, is that, that what the the upcoming remodel is all about? Is is for a nursery? Yeah. No. It's, Come on. It's, you, can, <laughs> you you can tell our listeners, Dan. Oh. Okay. I'd like to announce our upcoming abortion. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Just kidding. Is oh that would make. That'd make you grumpy about kids. <laughs> What's been going on, Dan? Uh, nothing. Uh, I would like to uh, now move on directly, quickly to a next another story. This one, <laughs> this one takes place in which one am I doing? See, now that I've tried my new system so that I can have I can attribute stories to the people that sent them in. Now I'm completely lost. I don't know your system at all, Dan. Mine I is know. very simple. I I had a simple system, but it didn't allow for me to attribute stories, so now I had to change it completely. I okay, I'm curious, uh, I'm curious about your system. Uh, this is a, a triumph for the. Fr- fr- oh, okay. It's a triumph. Fr- it's a triumph of the. Fr- fr- yes, uh, the Freedom from Religion Foundation has uh, has. R- Russell ruffled the feathers of Christians all over the country once again. By uh, excellent by sending a letter to the U.S. Navy. Oh, now the U.S. Navy uh, has um, apparently essentially uh, hotels that they run for their people. Like so, like you're a serviceman, you're a Navy serviceman, and you need to be in X city for a while. Okay, there's a Navy place that will put you up. Oh, okay. This. So a, a Navy-run lodge. Temporary housing. Yeah. A lodge. I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Very rustic. Yeah. Sorry. So and and uh, they're all over the place. And apparently, until recently, the Navy-run lodges. Uh, were uh, were very very similar to other hotels in that they were allowing the Gideons to place Bibles. Well, oh. unlike privately owned hotels, you can't do that if you're the government, right? So the Fuffer sent a letter and said, oh. uh, uh, "Please don't." Oh. And uh, and apparent and the Navy has uh, acquiesced. Yeah. Well. I mean, the only reason to put a Bible in a hotel room drawer is for, like, like conversion type stuff. Because if the Bible is important to you, you will travel with a Bible. You'll have your own Bible. You have your own Bible. You don't need the Gideon's Bible. Download the app. The whole point of that Bible is to get people who don't read the Bible to read the Bible. Right. And, you know, a, a privately owned hotels frequently have the Bibles because the Gideons give them to them for free. And it's right. just... Sure, you can have some free reading material in your drawer if you want it. And Marriott's have the Book of Mormon. Right. Right. Because <laughs> Brother Marriott is is, is, a, a, is a, a good Mormon. A garment wearing brother. Oh yeah. Uh anywho. So yeah, it's uh it is interesting. Um I you know, the source that I found this story on was of course mm-hmm. a, a an atheist source. I think it was Hemet Meta's uh blog oh, okay. that I first mm-hmm. saw it on. And it was all, yay, triumph, hooray. Right. So when I Googled it to find more sources, uh-uh. the only like like legit sources that I found, like major news outlets that were running the story, you won't be surprised to learn were like ultra-conservative news organizations like Fox News and, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. They were less positive in oh. their assessment. Oh, well. The story wasn't Navy removes Bibles, but rather Christian outrage over Navy's recent decision. Oh, yeah. So there's a, there's grumpy people now. Well, they just have a different perspective. Well, they know the truth, which is that the <laughs> this is just another example of Christians being persecuted in our country. That is... Is true. It is the persecution of Christians mm-hmm. that they are not allowed to mm. proselytize through our government. Ugh, it's that's just, they. It's just horrible. How it's, dare it's, all of us? It's horrible being a Christian these days. That in this country, you know, there are places where it's horrible to be a Christian. There are places. Yeah, but, it's, it's not great to be a Christian in Iraq right now. No, that's a bad place to be uh, a Christian currently. A Horrible place. Yeah, well, absolutely I mean, horrible. If you don't like being sold into slavery or killed yeah. or whatever, yeah, or you know, if being you do forced li- to pay like tribute to Allah or whatever, right. however it works. If you do like those things, then it's a fine place to be a Christian, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but but the United States of America <laughs> is a is fine place to be a Christian. Quite Christian. It's friendly. probably one of the best places to be a Christian. Oh, absolutely, because. You can just piss and moan all you want to about how fucking persecuted you are. You, you can nurse that persecution complex for your whole life. Jesus. A few Christians were thrown to the lions in the Colosseum 2,000 years ago, and they won't shut up about it. I know. Right? God. And then the Mormons take it to the another level. Well, they were... I mean, well, yeah, I mean, the people did... Like, People did not like them. No, 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 no. And they, they, you know, they they got in a lot of fights in school. Yeah. And I and I, I will not say uh, that they didn't also have 
their shitty little things that they did. Oh yeah, they, they they weren't a bunch of innocents running around. No, no, no. But uh, but people were mean to them, right? Which is why they get to take that. I mean, it hasn't happened for a hundred and fifty years. No, but uh, well, a hundred years. Yeah, but they they're still there's they're still a little butt hurt. Yeah. All right. Um, where did anyone go next? Um, how about um, oh, speaking of the Mormons, we might as well just get this one out of the way. Um, this week, apparently, according to uh, Peggy Fletcher Stack of the Salt Lake Tribune, mm. uh, the LDS Church has uh, issued a survey to its membership. Okay. Um, and they're they're uh, conducting it as you know, uh, a kind of a standard type survey. They're they're they sent out uh, one thousand uh, or they sent out this survey to. 1,000 randomly selected men and women who are active members of the church mm. um, in the United States. Okay. And uh, apparently this is this is not something that is new. No, they... Uh, they we, do this periodically. Sure. Test the... Test uh, the sort of... See what the, the membership is, is thinking mm-hmm. on certain issues at any given time. Uh, they have the Research Information Division the, of... Uh, the RID. The RID. The RID of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Sure. Um, it went out by email, and uh, they are um, asking about the roles, responsibilities, and treatment of women in the church. Uh, oh. This is clearly in response to uh, the Kate Kelly uh, uh, excommunication. I believe you mean Sister Grumpy Trousers. <laughs> Yes, her. Um, and uh, and I really didn't know that they did this as sort of a standard thing. Apparently, any time that like they're thinking about something and they're taking a stand on anything, they they, just, they test the waters. Well, you and they, you, you may recall that uh, we reported a, a, a few month, a month or two ago, and this may have been when you were out and I was I was recording with Rachel. But they they did a they did a survey in which they asked people if they were. Uh, if they they asked about sexuality, do you remember this? And they no. asked, "Are you heterosexual or are you heterosexual with same sex attraction?" Dumb. <laughs> Those were the options. There was no gay option. What about bisexual? No, 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 no. What are about you transsexual? Everyone's heterosexual. Some people have same sex attraction. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they, are you? Sometimes, oh sometimes they really want to know. Sometimes they don't. Heterosexual with standard <laughs> exactly. sexual attraction. Are you normal heterosexual or icky <laughs> or heterosexual? <laughs> or one of those gross ones. Oh, you don't like the gross stuff, do you? <laughs> icky. <laughs> um. All right. Um, well, there you so, go. so yeah. So that's um, and do we some have other any topics, results from this um, apostasy? Uh, they t- asked about sort of the sort of um, one of the yeah. What was some of the other questions? Um, are as you understand it, what is the church's definition of apostasy? Mm. Was one of the questions. Oh, um, has the public discussion of these high-profile disciplinary councils affected your thinking about any issues? If so, which issues and how? <laughs> sure. Um, how concerned are you personally about the roles, responsibilities, or treatment of women in the church? Um, 
in the past six months, have you seen, heard, or read anything regarding the public debate about the desire of some women to ordain the, or to be ordained to the priesthood of the church? Uh, what would you say is your primary source of information regarding the ordination of women to the priesthood? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, the, okay, so you and I both know enough Mormon women to know that most of them just want to close their eyes and plug their ears and say, no, I everything in the church is great. Right. It's all perfect, and those women are just upstarts, and they're grumpy. <laughs> right. But it'll be interesting. To, I, I mean, we don't. We will probably not get it, not ever get to see the results of these, of these uh, things. They never, ever, ever release right. the, the results. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. Um, and then the, fi- the final question that was shared to the Tribune, I don't know if it, these were all the questions, um, is, in your opinion, how well do general authorities understand the concerns of the following types of members? <laughs> um, and then it's, uh, uh, in parentheses, well. members who are concerned about gender equality in the church, uh, members who feel uncomfortable expressing doubts or questions regarding LDS doctrines or core beliefs, um, and the uh, other group is members who are concerned about church discipline. Hmm. So. How well do old, rich, white men understand <laughs> your plight? <laughs> A, very well. B, pretty well. C, well. D, well. <laughs> e, very, well. Very, very, very well. <laughs> yeah. F, all of the above. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the uh, yeah. There you go, Mormons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to see it, it is kind of funny. Go ahead if you want to and Google the uh, the apostles of the Mormon Church and just look at the photo of all of them. There, there should be a you'll you should be able to find like a page that has a group photo, a, a picture. Well, or or like one like headshots of each oh, of them yeah, all yeah, sort yeah. of compiled yeah. together. Okay. Uh-huh. You might see one brown guy. Is there a brown guy? I think so. You mean like, but not in like the Quorum of the Twelve. Oh, in the important quorums? No, I don't think so. So lower down in the in the Quorum of the Seventy. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, you'll you'll see you'll see some uh, not white faces. <laughs> not a lot. No. But they're they're there. They yeah. are there. Yeah. That's. Oh, I just did a Google image search. Let's see. Whitey white, oldie old. Well, you, need, you need the fold out from the um, <laughs> from the enzyme. enzyme. It has all their pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Oh, but there is a picture of a of one of the ugly old white men who is an apostle. I don't remember which one he is with his arm around a black guy. Oh, okay. Now I seem to recall. Actually, this is uh, jogging a, a a memory of me looking through the enzyme. And going, mommy, mommy, there's a black one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. That's, oh, I, I, that I, is so sad. <laughs> it's pathetic is what it is. Oh, that's interesting. So I just did a Google image search on the words quorum of the 70. Mm. And there's like, so there's like, you know, a group photo there and a group photo there. And then there's this like... There's just these random photos of black guys thrown in there. I don't know what that is. Like, uh, but look, it's it? like group, group, single picture of a black guy, group, 
group, single picture of a black guy. Group, oh, group, yeah. group, group, group. And all the group ones, not a brown face among them. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm seeing here. Oh, it's amazing. All right. Moving on, Dan. Okay. Um, in, uh, in Boston, you'll recall, uh, back uh, a few years back, there was a, a very sad event where the Tsarnaev brothers set off some bombs at the marathon. Mm, mm-hmm. you, you remember mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. Uh, present at the, uh, the finish line of that marathon that day was a Saudi Arabian national. Oh, I'm going to try and say his name. Okay, here we go. Abdul Rahman Al-Harbi. Um, he was there. He's 21 years old. He's a foreign exchange student. Okay. He was briefly uh, detained and questioned oh. uh, by the FBI. Okay. And then quite quickly uh, determined that he had nothing to do with it and sent along his merry way. Okay. Okay. Well, he is now suing Glenn Beck because Beck continued after he was exonerated by the FBI to call him the Tsarnaev's money man. What? And he continued to say that this guy, continued to just talk about this guy like he was... I mean, now in fairness to Beck, I do have to say, that's a totally terroristy name. <laughs> like that is that like, and he's from a terroristy place. Abdul Rahman Al Al Harbi, that's terroristy. Yeah, like that doesn't pass the smell test. That's a terroristy pretty. That's a pretty terroristy name. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, so if by terroristy you mean uh, Arab, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is what I mean. Well done, Dan. That's what you I mean. You connected those dots very well. That's what terrorist means. Uh, terrorism in Arabic is just Arab, I'm pretty sure. Arab. Uh, Arab. Al-Arab. <laughs> anyway, um, Beck is defending himself against these uh, these claims that he has been... That he said these things? No. No, he said them. That's not in dispute. It's... I think he should deny having said it. <laughs> right, right. And when their recordings come up, <laughs> I didn't. No, I don't. No. I don't recall. I didn't do. I that. I have no recollection of nope. ever saying anything nope. like that. that is... I don't know where these recordings came from, Mister Beck. That is video of you saying that. I think it that, seems doctor. Do you, do you know how easy it is to doctor video these days? <laughs> I could make a video of you saying this tomorrow if you wanted me to. Anyway, uh, so he, but he, his attorneys are defending themselves. Because, well, here's the thing. After all of the events took place, Mr. Al Harbi uh, went on some news channels uh-huh. and talked about the uh, having having been exonerated uh-huh. and uh, and all of this stuff and, right. and 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 having been there and probably in in an effort to help educate the public sure. about the fact that not everybody with an Arab name or from Saudi Arabia is a terrorist. Well, was that part of the, the goal I, here? I, I would imagine so. I don't know. Okay. I will say this, though. Uh, Mis- Mr. Beck's attorneys claim that having uh, having done that, uh, Al-, Al Harbi made himself a, quote, limited purpose public figure. <sighs> and in that respect, uh, changed uh, how much he's subject to higher levels of scrutiny than a private citizen. Uh, so he's claiming so they're claiming that 
That there's he, no libel. That he, that he's he couldn't possibly have slandered him. Slandered, yeah. Because uh, because he was a public figure. You can say more things about a public figure than you can about a private citizen. Just a standard. Which a you can't just say anything you want, even about a public figure, and b um, you can't say anything, but you can say a lot. Sure, but but I mean, even if he were, even if Glenn Beck were making these uh, claims about. A major public figure, he could probably he could probably be liable for for slander by claiming. I mean, you're claiming that the person's connected to terrorism without evidence, and yeah. and as a matter of fact, after this person's been exonerated by the FBI, right, right. right. But what the fuck? He's not a, a public figure, right? Because he went on what two news shows and talked about his experience. He's a public figure. I just thought that was crazy. Mm. So there you go. That is crazy. Glenn Beck. That man that man's nuts. He's he's yeah, certifiable. Looney Tunes. All right. Um well I have the story of a couple towns in Europe. Mm. Um and uh with just some 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 beautiful beautiful lovely names. Um for example, uh there's a town in um, France, called La Morte aux Juifs. That, um, that does sound isn't that beautiful. Lovely. Beautiful. It's a, it's a lovely sounding. Um, and uh, there's also one in Spain. Ah, where's the one from Spain? Damn it! <laughs> ah. Okay. Anyways. Ah. <laughs> where's the one from Spain? I don't know, Frank. I'm not. I mean, you were the one that was bragging all about your great system before, so. <laughs> I have a feeling. No, it's not there. Oh, no, no. Maybe it's over. No, it's not there. All right. Well, poop. There's also one in Spain um, and uh, that has a, a, a name along these same lines. Uh-huh. Uh, La Moto Juif. Do you have any guesses as to, like, maybe the meaning of? Uh, I don't speak French, mm-hmm. but uh, Mort mm-hmm. is death yeah 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 and that other word sounded vaguely jewy to me <laughs> it, yeah this beautiful little <laughs> town um in 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 france uh consists of a farm and two houses sure um it's part of a, a village um called um uh court mo mm. um that i don't know how far court mo is technically away from the little the little hamlet mm. um but the the hamlet calls themselves la morto juif uh which translates literally to death to the jews oh, jesus christ um and uh you fucking french man <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people you've got the best life in the world and you have to find an enemy <laughs> jesus now to be christ. fair um and and the reason that the town is not changing its name is because um it it this is this is a very this this town has been around since like 1300 right um and Great uh, excuse the uh, king john the good uh was uh in the area and uh-huh. he decreed um against uh the jews and the lombards uh who were bringing his people to ruin through usury right um and uh 
and uh, the where it's where John the second signed the orders uh, is the is this farm that's still called Death to the Jews, um, and uh, that's so they're not changing their name. It's it's this is what we've always been called, this, this, and it's an important you know, part of their, of their, of their history, because, you know, the, the French were just being uh, just, just screwed over right. by the money lending Jews. Right. Because everyone was forced to take a loan from yeah. the Jews. Right. And because then, nobody else could. <laughs> right. Because usury was illegal. It was against Christian law. Right. So only the Jews could do loans. Yeah. It's not like the Jews were going around like, you will take a loan um, right. We'll cut your face off if we right. if you don't take a loan. <laughs> um and I so wish that I had the the name of the the one in Spain. The one in Spain is actually they are going to change their name. And it was similar. It was uh it wasn't death to Jews, but it was it was it was very similar. I, and I I wish I remembered how I found this story because then I could just backtrack easily. Yeah. Um yeah. Delightful though, yeah. Everybody, the, everybody, I, I go and visit. To, I want to visit Death to the Jews. No more. Uh, you oh, know, juif. yeah. I mean, it does sound lovely in French, but it it's it's a it's, nice. You know, a, a lot of a lot of things um, just don't sound all that great in English. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, you, like, like you, you just, there's, there's some, something lost in the translation. There's a nuance that you don't you know? get. If it's if if you translate it literally, uh, you know it's just uh, um, oh that's weird. What? So I looked it up and then I typed it into Google Maps and it just took me to Charles de Gaulle Airport. Oh, why did you okay. do that? That's really weird. Oh, here we go. Um, the one in in, in Spain is called Castrillo Matahudios, which means uh. Uh, camp kill Jews. <laughs> oh. But they changed their name uh, to Jews Hill Camp. Oh, well, better. That's so well, much better. They, they want to uh, now. They're honoring the Jews. Yes. You know? Oh, good lord. Um. So. Um. Yeah. What a what a weird, wacky world we live in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the French. Like there have been, there have recently been a whole bunch of of anti-Semitic uprisings in France. They're just, they're just, they're not getting it. Mm. Okay, so it's tricky over there. Not a who deals. I I don't get. Anyways. <laughs> All right, oh, we should move on. Okay. Wait, what do you got? Is it a thing? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> we're good at this. We might want to cut out about. No, we're the last good at this. Minute and a half. That was delightful. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to write into us about any of these delightful stories that we've given you, <laughs> or anything else for that matter, you can reach us by writing by uh, go to your to your email client, and then uh, in the to uh, field, type podcast. Use a little at symbol. Thank God I'm atheist. No spaces. Dot com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Or go to the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Atheist. There's also a Twitter feed at Atheist as well. Yeah, we got all we got all kinds of things 
go to go to our website. We're having a good time. Uh, website interactions is... on uh, Twitter are happening. Are folks? they? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not. Um, I'm not monitoring the Twitter feed. I should. Do I even follow us on Twitter? Probably I don't, not. I don't think I do. do. Okay. All right. And then, of course, there is also the website. Thank God I'm atheist.com. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, it it is it is sad when um, age old institutions, um, inter- uh, pop cultural institutions, mm-hmm. take a turn for the worse. And here's some Christian commenters uh, commenting about it. Right. What they've done is uh, just less than a month ago, you know, our little freckle-faced buddy Archie is shot in the commemorative issue. And how is he shot? He's saving the life of his homosexual buddy, Kevin. And, of course, Kevin is part of now the gang that hangs with them, and he's married in a gay marriage, and he's, uh, you know, pushing gun control. And he's (laughs) supposed to be the model for all our young young funny, people to read I mean, this. Young people and children have been targeted through television, through cartoons, through comics. Because this, this is not a new development. Since right. the 90s, comic books have changed and have increasingly uh, had the occult and homosexuality, all this stuff. When kids grow up with this and, uh, you know, music and pop stars, when kids... I know I sound like an old crank, but when, when kids grow up being fed lies... They, why should we be surprised if they believe lies? And why right. should we be surprised if they suddenly say, I see nothing wrong with same-sex marriage. These kids grew up watching their parents laugh at Will and Grace, right. which changed people's opinions. And now the kids don't have a problem with it. And Christians look around and they say, well, what, what happened to our children? Well, yeah. right. Archie is right. one of the right. things right. that... Right. You know, Archie. It, it's that Will and Grace, that's the gateway drug. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it leads to Archie saving the life of a homosexual. How dare he save that just man's life? Married. How dare he save that man's life? That is that that man is a gay man. These lessons that are being taught to our children, to our children. Archie. I think the big headline here they've they've really buried the lead <laughs> because the big headline here is uh, they still make Archie. <laughs> That's still a thing. No, I think it's more along the lines of. Uh, writers of publishers of Archie begging for your attention. Right, exactly. Is really, what's yeah? They had to, they had they couldn't just put a gay marriage on there. They had to shoot their la- their main character, <laughs> the, the, the title character, in defense of their gay. Ma- their, what what their... is it going to be called now? It's going to be well. He's, I don't think he died. Oh, it's not going to be Jughead. <laughs> just changes to Jughead. No, it's going to be paraplegic Archie. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? Who knows? Yeah. They've tackled all sorts of issues. That would be a good one for that, them to tackle, that actually. Would be. Yeah. Archie's not a superhero. He doesn't need to walk. No. He's fine. Why do superheroes have to walk? They have to. It's more important that they fly. Well, they have to fight crime in some way. It, you just imagine superheroes to be I, able-bodied. But I could imagine someone in a wheelchair fighting crime. Can't you, Dan? I can. A differently abled superhero. I, I'm a product of the 80s. I can imagine... <laughs> I have a very good imagination. It works quite well. <laughs> have you ever? I, I've always felt so insulted whenever, whenever, like a movie trailer is like in a world beyond your imagination. I'm like, bitch! I have a great imagination. <laughs> How dare you? I can imagine the shit out of a world. I could. I that I can't imagine that. I can't do. I. You mean I can't? Listen, I can imagine circles around your Hollywood writers. Okay. Don't even try it. 
anyway, um, so we're just gonna we're here's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna just launch into emails and voicemails, and, and we're just uh, gonna keep we're gonna stick. We're just with gonna it. keep going. That's the whole rest of the show is us communicating back and forth mm. with you, our listeners. Then why don't we uh, thank our donors? Oh, okay. You want to do that first? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I will do that. Uh, we had uh, a couple of new donors. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Bill, Bill, whose last name I almost said, but we don't do that here. Right. Bill uh, is now a uh, a monthly subscriber. Right. So thank you very much for that, Bill. Uh, thank we you. We really appreciate that. Um, uh, Barbara and Ronald... Um, They've been listening, apparently, for over a year, uh, from back when they lived in the Netherlands to mm. now in Australia. Oh. And, oh. Uh, and uh, they're enjoying it. So they, they gave us a generous one-time donation. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. And I wanted to shout out to Michael. Now, we've, we've thanked many Mikes and Michaels, mm. and he wasn't sure if he actually got a thank if you. If he had been thanked. So I just want to make sure that he knows. That Michael and 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 he he told, he explicitly gave me permission to say this. This is how he prefers for us to do it. And okay, he deserves it. Michael Reed of the group Southern Virginia Atheists. Hmm. Thank you for being a monthly subscriber, Michael Reed of of the group Southern Virginia Atheists. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, and if we missed you, I apologize. Yeah. Just to be clear uh, with our listeners, the 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 way we generally work it we, is that if you become a subscriber. Uh, a monthly member uh, that that gives a monthly sum. We thank you the the month that you do that, and mm-hmm. then we don't continually thank you every month. But just know that our thanks are ongoing. Mm. We have thanks that continue forward. It's an un, a non ending thanks. We are eternally thankful. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, because only religious people talk in terms of <laughs> eternally anything. <laughs> Anyway, um, I you know I'm going to read a, an email now. Uh, this one I'm going to read two emails now, actually, because they're both uh, kids mm. and they they have mm-hmm. some they have some things they want to ask us. Okay. Uh, first one's from Matthew. He's uh, he says I'm 14, gay, and living in Oklahoma with Mormon parents. Sound familiar, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, just a little. I just recently got turned on to your podcast when someone online mentioned that Frank and I have a lot of similarities. Hmm. I started listening yesterday morning on episode one and am through episode 17 in a matter of less than 24 hours. Good Lord. That is nonstop listening. Calm down, Matthew. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Too much of a good thing is not a good thing yeah. sometimes. Um, anyway, he says... Um, I recently came out to my uh, came out to my parents May mm. of this year, okay. and have been struggling to get them to accept not only my sexuality but my denial of Mormonism. Mm. I'm being forced to attend Sunday services, seminary, and youth activities. Mm-hmm. I was wondering uh, if either of you two had advice with how to get my parents to accept my situation, and I was also wondering if Frank specifically had any advice on what he wished he'd done differently in my mm. situation. Mm. It's a tricky one, my That's friend. A tricky one, and I'll tell you. The, I mean, the first thing we need to say to you, Matthew, is that none of our advice necessarily applies to you. Yeah, only you know your situation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's we, true. We don't know your parents. Right. Every every set of parents is different. Even all the Mormon parents are different. Yeah, exactly. And little towns in Oklahoma, 
are different than the cities, right? And I don't know where you're at. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, all so, that kind of stuff. So, but um, with, with and that even the, caveat, the little towns are all different from each other, right? So with that caveat. Um, what do you got, Frank? Well, I mean, the first thing that really jumps out at me is um, just just amazement that a, a 14 year old in Oklahoma who's in, out who he's out. That's with an, conservative Mormon parents, that's true, Matthew. That, that, Matthew, that's, you got to realize in our generation, man. There was, I mean, there, you, you have to go back twenty. Uh, let's see, that would be how many? Twenty-four years for me to be in the same. Oh my God! Boat. We're so old. <laughs> and twenty-four years ago, uh, every, everything was different in the in, in the entire country. Yeah, you know, and so it's hard for me to speak to. To your situation. Yeah. You got, you got to understand, when we were in high school, there were no gay kids. No. Oh, no, no, no. It didn't exist. No. Yeah. I mean, I knew kids that were gay, and I knew that they were gay, but did anyone say, hey, you're gay? No way. Did right. anyone say, I'm gay? Look, everybody, I'm gay. No. It was not okay. So that's... I want a few more rhymey words thrown in there. <laughs> gay. It was almost a, do- a Susian moment, <laughs> Dan. Uh <laughs> <laughs> would you could you if you're gay i would not could not if i'm gay N- there I is cannot, no way you cannot pray my gay away <laughs> but i will say the nay i'm not gay for that is the but way i will stay but i will stay um so here's here, here here are my other thoughts um for the time being you kind of have to go along with your parents yeah, you do to a certain extent. You can okay. still be you. You can still be you. You you know who you are, right? And you know what you believe. But um, if your parents are saying you got to go to church, go to church. Go to, go to church. Um, keep the keep the conversation going with uh-huh. them. Don't be belligerent um, about it. No, don't be belligerent. But talk about your feelings and what you believe and why you believe it and what of what of the lessons that they've taught you that you still accept you yeah. know you're you're still a good per- a good person and they need to to recognize that and if you go to church um, you know there's there's stuff at church i mean mormon church is boring and there's <laughs> very unbelief but uh you know there's stuff there you'll you know make friends yeah be you're not going to get killed by church well and the another question that i would have is just um sort of how out matthew is is mm. he only out to his parents right. or are there kids at school that know are there kids at church that know yeah how are the kids in general responding if they do know mm-hmm. um you know where who is supportive in his life right you know lean on those people find those people right um and and build those circles here's um, here's one thing that i want to say to you matthew though whatever happens uh and and i'm and this is not uh, advice mm-hmm. this is just me saying we affirm who you are absolutely and yeah. whatever whatever anyone tells you you know if your if your bishop is cool that's great and mm-hmm. and you know if you I you know it, one of the things that popped into my mind is that maybe you could go to your bishop and be honest with your bishop about uh, your situation, mm-hmm. being gay and all of that sort of thing, and he might prove to be a decent ally with your parents. He might, on the other hand, become a total dick to you. Right. But no matter what happens, you're you. Mm-hmm. We affirm that, and you don't ever have to doubt it. Yeah. And honestly, 
Um, if you're 14, you're already you got less than four years. Yeah, left. Which seems like an eternity it when seems you're 14. Like so long, but, but I guarantee you, it's just not. It's just a blink of an eye. <laughs> just <laughs> get through it. It'll be over before you know it, and, and you'll uh, be able to get out on your own. Start applying. If that's, start, if that's even what happens, I mean, right. times the times they are changing. Yeah, you have no idea. You know? So you know, and hopefully so, things go well for you. If they don't, in three and a half years, you can be applying to out of state colleges. Exactly. Yeah, and then you're fine. Yeah. Um, it gets but, better. But best of luck to you, <laughs> yes. uh, Matthew. And let us know what. Let us keep in touch. Let us know how yeah. this goes. Yeah, and... we want to know. We we want to get some updates from you. Um, Nick also wrote into us. Uh, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, uh, in fifteen, uh, I'm a longtime listener, and I love the show. Here's my predicament: I go to a Catholic high school. I, you know, it's spelled N I C. It could be a she. Is that? Hmm. I have a friend named Nicola, or she oh, spells it, or, or Nicole. Anyway, Nick. Okay, cool. But I, I hope I you're a person, so I won't I won't use gender descriptors anymore. Uh, <laughs> Nick says, uh, "I'm I'm a longtime listener, and I love the show." Here's my predicament: I go to a Catholic high school, and besides my parents, I'm pretty open about my atheism, meaning my friends and teachers know. Uh, and if somebody asks me, I'm not afraid to tell them. But I'm still in the closet with my Catholic dad and Greek Orthodox mother. Hmm. But the real issue is that this fall, starting September, I'm starting, quote, confirmation practice. And later this year, I get confirmed. My Uh. question is, should I tell my parents about my atheism and see how they take it before getting confirmed? Or just lay low, uh, go through with it, and wait until I'm older to have, uh, and then have to go through the actual process of getting out of the church wow well that is a bit of a a A sticky wicket a pickle um i again we we have to say nick only you know your parents yeah we don't know them uh i think considering the fact that I, i and i don't know much about confirmation uh in the catholic church right so i don't know what that looks like but usually with stuff like that, there's some. There comes a time when they say, "And do you affirm that God mm-hmm. is your God? And do you yeah. promise to be well, all Jesusy is, and shit?" Confirmation is when you like you accept Catholicism, right? 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 If I remember, sort of. I mean, you get baptized as a little kid, you have no say in it, blah, blah, blah. right? And then as you're approaching adulthood, you, you have the opportunity to accept it. I right. think that's what it is. I think so too. Uh, many people will write in if we're wrong, <laughs> um, and please do. But the idea is that uh, the idea that I'm sort of operating under is that while so, if you feel like your situation at home will become really bad mm. if you come out to your parents, then I'm okay with you going through the motions. Lying at the confirmation and just it's a, saying, I, "It's a white lie." It uh, it's not gonna, it, it, you know, nothing. You're not you, perjuring. You're not gonna go to atheist hell. We don't have one of those. <laughs> we gave up that idea, so that's fine. Uh-huh. But if you don't think it's going to be an awful situation at home, right? You might want to test those waters mm-hmm. because it's not gonna because. You know, you might want to open that dialogue. I mean, frankly, if you're out at school, it's going to get back to them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Do, if they were Mormon parents, I'd say they probably already know. 
and are just being passive aggressive. Right. Yeah, that's true. But but who knows with who knows with Greek Orthodox and 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 Catholics. Yeah. They wow Nick 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 gets to see all of the crazy kinds of hats. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. those, those Greek Orthodox, they can wear some fun hats. Those, oh, yeah. Those oh, they love hats. They, yeah. They're very, very into oddly mm-hmm. shaped hats. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, and also the Catholics. Yes. You know, with their cardinal yarmulkes and their yeah. Pope miters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, why don't you play a voicemail? All right. Um, let's see. Let's go. Actually, this one is uh, strangely uh, apropos. Hi, Frank and Dan. My name is Alex, and I'm calling from Chicago. Um, just a quick, funny story um, I wanted to tell you guys. I'm a longtime listener and often listen to you guys on my way to work, um, and I'm getting my doctorate in psychology, so par- part of that, I make extra money doing neuropsych testing of kids, and so I happened to be testing a six-year-old boy who was an Orthodox Jew this week um, for some social concerns and things like that. Um, and a couple interesting things sort of popped up, um, you know, when you're testing kids, giving them IQ tests, things like that. You often say things like, you're doing so great, great job, things like that. So they stay motivated. Um, and later my boss told me that every time I would say great job in Hebrew, he was actually saying, thank God or praise the Lord in Hebrew. Because for him and his little six-year-old world, um, any good deed he has is thanks, thanks to God. You know, it's not me, it's God. Um, I thought that was really interesting. You know, the six-year-old is already living in this world where, you know, anything good about him isn't even him. It's just God. Um, and then today I, I met this kid again, and I was testing him and actually giving him kind of like a receptive vocabulary test where you show them pictures and they label it and things like that. And this little six-year-old boy grimaced, hit his eyes, hit his face, almost hit under the table when I showed him a picture of a pig. And granted, I know there's, you know, all sorts of things that I don't know, but I wasn't under the impression that Orthodox Jews couldn't look at pigs, but apparently this little kid has now learned that I can't even look at pigs. Um, so just something really interesting how even in the six-year-old world, you know, he's really, really um, indoctrinated into his religion. Um, and as part of that, you know, he really does have a lot of social problems. And, you know, it gets into this whole debate, is that really psychopathology or just culture? Um, because, you know, he lives in such a limited world. Um, so just a quick story, you know, I, I love your podcast. I listen to you guys every week. Um, it's so hilarious and I learn a lot and thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for, for, for that interesting story. Yeah. You know, I, 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 the hiding from the pig is one thing. I, I, I feel like I have some understanding of that because if you show my wife any video of a bear, she screams. She's just afraid of bears. Maybe he's afraid of pigs. Is that I'm thinking saying? he's just got a, f- a pig phobia. Well, but there is the whole um, um, Mormon um, prohibition against eating bear. <laughs> That's right. The, the, could could actually That's be right. the, the the root source. There's the, of... it's, there's the coffee thing. Uh, there's the al- no alcohol, and you and can't eat a bear. A lot of people don't know that about it's, the word of wisdom. It, it doesn't come up that much. I mean, how often is <laughs> bear served? So. It, 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 but yeah, if you try well, this, in Utah, if you try how this, often is bear sir, right? Never, never. You can't even find it. No. How do you find bear meat? But my understanding is in, in the rest of the world, it's pretty common. <laughs> Would you like some bear? Oh, I love I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't. Uh. Why are you allergic? It's against my religion <laughs> to eat bear. 
<laughs> a little, nice little bear steak. Sure. It's got to be delicious, right? Bear ribs. You got to get them like, before they go into their hibernation, though, because then it's all marbled with There's fat and stuff. Bear ribs. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we, need to, we need to go down a different road right now. Uh, that was a fun story, though. A little, oh, a little, little Orthodox Jew yeah, kid that's, that's clearly like, learned all of their bad lessons really early. Yeah. Hooray. That's what religion's good for. It is. Huh. Get them while they're little. <laughs> Next. Right. Do you want to do, do, uh, yeah, sure. do another one? Um, this one is, um, as long as we're doing like um, psychology type stuff, let's, let's do this one as well. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Jessica from North Texas. I was just listening to your latest podcast. And you were talking about someone who was making the sign of the cross and feeling some comfort from that. Actually, I'm a mental health professional. I'm a therapist. I thought you guys had a kind of a good handle on some of the explanation for that. So, yeah, you can get some conditioned responses from a variety of different things. So some things that actually are evidence-based ways that some people are pretty successful to be able to kind of relax yourself on demand is uh, autogenic relaxation is one that might work for some people or progressive muscle relaxation. Each of those has uh, 10, 12 different uh, specific parts of it, like uh, that might focus on a specific um, focus on if you've got weird feelings in your stomach or if you've got tension in your jaw or you hold your tension in your back. Um, so you can go through and learn this whole process, 10 or 12 different things. Uh, you can also just focus on one or two of those. The thing is, you've got to practice it before you are actually feeling anxious. Sometimes it might take up to three months to really learn to do it. So for me, I tend to hold my tension in my jaw. When I'm feeling stressed out, once I realize it, I can be able to basically give myself a command like, relax. And my body follows that. So... Anyway, that's something to look into. It's autogenic relaxation or progressive muscle relaxation. Y'all keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye. What a great suggestion. It's wonderful. Well, it's, I mean, it's exactly what you were asking for. Yes. Exactly. Week, exactly. Know? Because, yeah, what we were talking about was a, a guy on an airplane. You know, We had a listener who was jealous because he, she didn't have something that provided her comfort the way the guy crossing himself right. uh, provided him comfort. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's great. The key clearly is that this guy crossing himself has had years of conditioning of conditioning mm -hmm. himself to be comforted by that motion. Absolutely. So get out there, find one of these, you know, one of these techniques, autoerotic, what is it? <laughs> I'm not sure what the <laughs> techniques are. <laughs> I'm going to have to go no, back no, and no, listen no. to it. It's called... Um, Autogenic photo, photo... Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I just closed that window. Let me let me pull it up again. <laughs> I looked it up. Anyway, you find it's one called of these. Auto, autogenic um, relaxation. Okay. Autogenic relaxation. Or conditioning, I think. And then the other one was Treatment, something maybe. about uh, muscle. Don't stuff. ask me. If... I'm just saying, you can rewind, listeners, and hear what she said. But uh, <laughs> but both of them sound actually really smart and uh, and apparently evidence-based, so that's a good, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. thing. Autogenic and, training. And once you, uh, you know, one, and as she said, you got to you got to do it before you get to the point. Because yeah. if you're at the point, you're it's too late. Yeah. But once you get to the point, if you've been doing this, mm -hmm. boom, you're golden. Yeah. You don't need no relax. You don't need no crossing yourself. You got Re something better. Relax, and then you just like just relax. Thanks, Frank. You went to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. 
relax. Uh, I'm going to read something. Um, oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> this is on the same subject. Um, Melody wrote in and said, I just listened to your show where the caller mentioned envying prayer on a plane. I grew up without much religion in my life, but had to deal with a lot of pain from medical problems and stress from panic attacks over the years. Prayer never entered my mind in these situations, and I instead and instead I found other ways to deal with them mentally. Being the nerd I am, I would sing openings from cartoons that I loved, from DuckTales to My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. The songs were so ingrained in my memories, I could get through them without pausing to remember lyrics, and my mind would be distracted enough to avoid the stress around me, so I could eventually return to a logical state of thinking. I tend to either mentally run through them or cover my mouth discreetly and mouth the words. I think I think everyone has at least one song that they know by heart that they could use as a distraction tool. Uh, there was a typo and it says destruction tool, but I'm sure I'm sure she meant distraction <laughs> um, uh, to help them uh, get get past the panic. Uh, and once they're thinking straight again. They can realize how easily how to easily deal with the situation. I wish it was a destruction tool. <laughs> Depends amazing. on the song. Yeah, I think if you get the right Miley Cyrus song, it might be a destruction tool. Mm. Destruction mm-hmm. of my psyche because mm. mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not into pop music. I'm sure Miley Cyrus really? is fine. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Are you sure she's fine? <laughs> no, not at all on that front. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Anyway, thanks, Melody, for that. Yeah, thank um, you. Uh, so Heather wrote in and was, um, a little worried about us, a little upset. Oh, uh, do tell. Do you remember in our last episode, we were talking about, um, the, the restaurant that was offering the, the, the discount for praying. Yes. Uh, by the way, the update on that is that, uh, the Fufferf had to write to them to say, by the way, you're a public place and you can't just offer a, right. Yeah. A, a dis- and so they, they stopped it, but then the Christians were writing in and saying, don't you stop that. That's, that's you're now caving they're into the atheists. Right. And blah, blah, yeah. blah. Anyway, I personally don't give a fuck if they offer a discount for praying. That's fine with me, but it's, it's apparently not legal in the strictest sense of the word. To give a discount? To give a praying? discount for praying. Why would it not be legal? I don't know. The, I, the, I think the objection is that like it, it, it discriminates against, because those of us who don't pray can't, can't, can't get, the get the discount. So somehow it's discriminatory. Interesting. I don't okay. know. Huh. It's, it, I don't. I, that's why I didn't report on it, but that happened. Anyway, uh, Heather wrote in and say, uh, Hi, Frank and Dan. I love the podcast and listen every week. I'm sad to say... I was disappointed in your comments about prayer in restaurants in episode 143. Please tell me you were joking and I just missed it. You're putting me off my food right now. Because we were talking we were, we were talking about like... We were playing the part of the other people in the restaurant. Because... The we, atheists in the you restaurant. You and I, Franklin, find it pretty off-putting when someone prays in public anyway. Especially yeah. at a restaurant. Yeah. It's just kind of gross. Yeah. Um, she says, Really? Again, please tell me you are joking. People have just as much right to pray over their dinner at a public restaurant as you have to discuss atheism at your table. Would you be okay with Christians in the Bible Belt or in, or right here in Utah claiming that you should be banned from displaying your atheism in public uh, via a shirt or a conversation or whatever because it ruins their fun time out? As a fellow atheist, 
I really enjoyed your light, uh, your lighthearted podcast. But if you were being serious about this public prayer thing, I am incredibly disappointed. Hmm. Well, Heather, that's a pretty strong stance to take. First yeah. of all, uh, but second of all, of course we were joking around. Well, they, they, but, we, I mean, we find it annoying. It's totally annoying. But um, it's not like we don't want them to have the right to do it. No, and if they <laughs> if if they were doing if if they were just talking about Jesus at their table, I have no problem with that. They can talk about Jesus at their table. I don't care if they pray. I'm just going to point it I, out to everyone at my I, table and like we'll all never, look at them. I would never say that they don't have the right to pray at their table, <laughs> but I do find it completely obnoxious. I find it obnoxious too. But, um, but we all have a right the to pu- be obnoxious. Public displays of religion um, usually come across as kind of it's it's like PDA. Just yeah. do it at home. Right. Do it at church. What's, you know? more, what's more off-putting, public displays of affection or public display, displays of a religion? Oh, it depends on the couple. It does depend on the couple a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're going to say an equally attractive set of couples. Okay. Uh, not overly attractive not hideous okay at two different tables okay one's kind of overly affectionate with each other the other is praying over their meal what's more annoying uh, the prayer really <laughs> i think i go with the the affection <laughs> there, there there's something <clears throat> incredibly uptight about utah <laughs> where we don't like when people at a restaurant, when a couple out to eat at a restaurant does like coupley sort of lubby dubby stuff, mm-hmm. it is so out of the norm. Yeah, that it is. It's. Uh, it, I, I think it's more that it's just sort of um, surprising uh-huh. rather than it is off putting, right? <laughs> and it, it, it's surprising in the way that makes makes me a little uncomfortable, uh-huh. right? Um, because it's like I don't. I don't. Uh, what? What's going on? Public display of affection. What? 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 <laughs> um, the praying stuff, though, you see it regularly. I see it regularly. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I, I don't see it that much, but you're, you work in the industry. I'm in so. the industry. So. I have to say, I went to, and Andrea and I went to a, uh, when we were in Los Angeles recently, we went to mm-hmm. a, a very expensive, uh, restaurant. The, the proprietor of whom, of which was, is a, a celebrity chef. Mm. Um, we were there with friends, and it was a delightful uh, dining experience. Mm. But there were two like teenage kids in basically like prom attire. Mm. I don't think it was actually their prom. I think they were just like trying to be dressed up mm. and go out mm-hmm. and stuff. And the, the were next to us. Oh, the PDA was just. It was so off-putting. I, I thought, <laughs> half of me thought it was kind of cute that they were doing it. Like they're they're out at a really pricey restaurant. Like uh-huh. he is showing her a good time, or right, whatever. Right. But yeah. I was just like, stop it, don't do. <laughs> and then they got in an argument, and then it was really cold over there. And oh no! It was clearly very grumpy and angry for a while. Well, and... he wanted to pray before the meal. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, uh, why don't you do another another voicemail? Okay. Um, well, here's a, a very interesting question, actually. I want to play this one. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is Cody from the Richfield, Utah area. I've been archiving your podcast recently because I can't get enough of it. And I've recently come across a couple of questions in my mind. 
Uh, first of all, I am very fond of the tagline, educate yourself, to the point that my six-year-old sister knows and can correctly use in a sentence what capacity means, um, much to the chagrin of the teachers occasionally. Um, but I feel that I am keeping myself ignorant of the things in the Bible so that I don't use them against people in conversation. I was curious what you thought about that self-imposed ignorance. And also, I was listening just today, and there were three witches that you talked about uh, from Haiti that performed some ritualistic stuff, and one of the cast members of the play Macbeth had died. I was wondering what your thoughts were on whether or not they could be tried for murder because they very much intended for that person to die, and he did die, but they weren't really involved. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. I sure enjoy it. It makes my days at work go by so much faster. Okay. Oh. Two questions. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start with the first one, mm -hmm. which is that uh, willful ignorance is fine. Chosen uh, ignorance for a purpose is fine, especially to me. If it's if it's the Bible, because that's the most boring book in the world, and there's just, I don't read it. It's so stupid and boring. Well, it's and if just... you can't control yourself, like if you would just be throwing it in people's faces, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, although why I mean, not? If you're fine with being that person, <laughs> I say go for it. I don't know. I mean, my my personal <laughs> feeling is that uh, you're not gonna do anybody any favors to Bible bash with somebody. No, that's true. Uh, but what you know, but I also feel like I like knowing some stuff about the Bible, uh, not so that I can argue more effectively, but if somebody does bring something up with me and I just want to, like, mm, you sure about that? Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to give them a little something mm -hmm. to think about. Mm -hmm. But if you're just gonna Bible bash with somebody, yeah, don't, don't, pfft, don't do that. There's no point to that. Nope. Um, in terms of that, uh, the story of the witches was, by the way, not a news story that we did, but just an apocryphal story that I've heard through theater circles mm, where, okay. where these three witches who were playing the three witches in Macbeth uh, allegedly did a ceremony and then a critic who had badly reviewed the show died. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's... I, I, I'm guessing that didn't happen, but it's a fun <laughs> story that gets bandied about in, 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 in theater circles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the, the but the the larger question is, what if you know Lucian Greaves or whatever did a did a ritual to kill someone? He, did, he that's not his gig. That's not what what the Satanic Temple people do. But what if somebody, some some witchy person, someone evil, Urgh. did a did a ceremony, and then the intended target died? Yeah. There's no such thing as magic. <laughs> you can't kill someone through magic. And so, just the, wishing for somebody to die or wishing for a crime to be committed isn't right. committing it or killing someone. Exactly. I mean, just, yeah. So, so no. I mean, if you can't prove someone's involved. Truly, I think if someone could kill people with magical... With their mind. Means, with spells and whatnot... They've got they've Just thinking it right now. I feel like they've got a way to get around the law. Mm. So if they could, they'd be the best Boy, serial killer. It'd be of a all good time. episode of Columbo, right? I'm uh, I'm not really happy about this, but <laughs> you're gonna get off all the time. <laughs>
Because, yeah. I can't figure out the connection. Doesn't matter how many <laughs> candles you light, you're not responsible for their death unless you use one of those candles right. to start their apartment right. on fire. Uh, it's more of a Father Dowling mystery than it is a <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> Yeah, I wish you had gone with something other than Colombo because I don't do a decent Colombo impression. <laughs> Can we do Poirot? You just need to get your, your eye. My lazy eye going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Poirot. I'm you go to Poirot. Because <laughs> nobody knows Thanks, what Thanks, PBS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there you go. I, uh, let's see. Should I read something? Yeah, read something. Um. Oh, wait. Uh. I think everything else that I've got goes into the whole um, final resignation thing. Yay. So, so okay. uh, are we ready to dive into that, or do we have one more voicemail? Well, we have we... a voicemail, but it's uh, it's talking about uh, Catholics and resignation. Okay, and so we're in the resignation stretch. I was saving mine too. Okay, yep. so I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into uh, to this email. One okay. of the things that we did when we talked about resigning from uh from your church and i'm just going to remind everybody if you resign from your church we are offering the incentive mm -hmm. that we will send you your atheist card mm -hmm. uh it will it will be the official thank god i'm atheist atheist card which you can only get if you either a resign now from your church mm -hmm. b have already resigned and tell us about it right or c anything ask for one <laughs> and we'll, we'll take your word for it. We will. No, yeah, you don't have to and prove will, anything. And there to was us. a question this week that said, "I never belonged to any church, but I still want the car." <laughs> right? Yeah. Can I just get one, please? And it was like, yeah, I think that's okay because I think what the card should be is just you avowing that you do not belong in any way, shape, or form to any organized religion and no religion can claim you and no religion can claim you right and if that is the case then you can have an atheist card so yes we'll get you your atheist card um make sure by the way when you send in this stuff that we have your your snail mail address as well as your absolutely yeah. as well as your email yeah. address yeah, um we won't be sending them out right away this this has we're been still a, working on we're the still design. yeah we're still we're still we're still mocking we're this working out. out but if but, you get your name in you'll be in the first wave of people to get these things right and uh and truly truly this is part of our push to get people to resign we want you to resign yeah uh it's not for everybody but it's for most of you mm -hmm. and we'll discuss that in a minute yeah um i but we did put out a call that's because we have been looking into the law in the united states but we don't know the law in other lands, and we have many listeners in other lands. Mm. Um, by the way, I do have a, an attorney sort of really working out, trying to work out what the laws are regarding uh, resignation and what uh, and what the laws say. Because here's the thing. What's your recourse? Part of, part of the dealio here, people, is that if you're still technically a member of a religion, and that religion has it in their, in their charter, in their... In how they operate, that they can discipline their membership by public shaming, by slander, by anything. They they have a lot of leeway to hmm. do almost anything they want, and they can drag your name through the mud publicly if they want to, if hmm. that's part of their deal. Right. This isn't just a, a harmless thing, like you staying a member of them uh, of their of their organization subjects you to the possibility of some pretty weird shit. 
Mm. So it's not just for you, but it mostly is for you. Anyway, uh, we got a, uh, a an email from Dan in Sweden uh, who complimented my name, and I compliment yours, Dan. Uh, anyway, uh. He, he said, here in Sweden, it can be economically rather important to formally leave the, the church, a church, at least if you are a member of... The Church of Sweden, the Mission Covenant Church, the Roman Catholic Church, the Swedish Alliance Mission, the Baptist Union, the Evangelical Free Church, the Salvation Army, the Methodist Church, or any of the two Syrian Orthodox churches, the Bosnian Islamic denomination, the Hungarian Protestant denomination in Sweden, or the uh, Uniting Church in Sweden, or Islamic Culture Center Union in Sweden. Wow. As a member of any of the above-mentioned denominations, you pay a church fee through the Swedish tax agency. What? Withdrawn directly from your salary. Uh, Most of the above-mentioned denominations ask for around 1% of your gross income. However, it is up to the denominations themselves to decide on how large the fee should be. What? Well, we talked about this. Germany does the same thing. What? Germany does, yeah. This is a church tax. It's voluntary, but as long as you're a part of it, they can take it. So you obnoxious have, as hell. You have to get out if you want to avoid pay a mandatory tithe. Yeah, one percent, one percent or higher, depending. Like, wow. Well, yeah, tithe in this case means tenth. So this would be a oneth. <laughs> you're paying a mandatory oneth. Oh yes, oneth. <laughs> So that's a that's an important uh, lesson to learn, Dan. Uh, we appreciate you helping us out with that. Um, you can uh, you can print out a PDF if you if you're Church of Sweden, uh, which is the largest denomination in Sweden. Now, mind you, most Swedes. My experience with Swedes was that most of them were completely mm. uh, secular. Mm. They weren't the, the the Swedish churches are cute, but they're empty. well. Who's going to pay to keep up all those cute little churches? If people start. <laughs> Not being Church of Swedish. Yes, indeed. But if you go to svenskakirken.se, okay. <clears throat> you, can, uh, you can find a PDF to, uh, to, to fill out and, and send in. So. Wonderful. All mm-hmm. right, Sweden. Yeah, so svenskakirken. Yeah, if you're in Sweden, I'm sure you know how to spell that. <laughs> I think it just means Church of Sweden. Uh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, nonetheless, okay. Yeah. And if you want to leave the Roman Catholic Church in Sweden, there's a PDF for that as well. Uh, and maybe we'll we'll find a way to post these links. We should, these. as this stuff comes in, we should be posting it. Not that I can verify them as being what they say they are, because I don't speak no Swedish. Yeah, but you could click on the link. <clears throat> Google would offer to translate it for you, and you'd get a good sense of what it is. I know how to say Sweden in Swedish. Well, that's nice. Sveria. Oh, that's lovely. Doesn't that sound nice? Oh. Yeah. Huh. And I know how to say uh, haunted house. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What is that? A spook who's it? <laughs> well, how could you forget that once you hear it? <laughs> uh, do you want to do... Do you want me... I'll, I'll do one more. Okay. And then, and then we'll, right, right, we'll do right, yours. Yeah, fine. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this was just uh, this was just Rachel saying that she's... The one that you already alluded to, that she never, oh, right, she right. never got, she says, can I have a card, please? I was never in a church. <laughs> yes, Rachel, you can have a card. Um, Cameron and Danielle uh, wrote in. Cameron says, hi, guys, longtime listener, have called in and written before. Um, <clears throat> I officially resigned from the LDS church uh, well over a year ago. My wife, we got married yesterday. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations, you two crazy kids. Uh, my wife, Danielle, has re- has resigned well, has resigned well, though I don't have her paper. Uh, she did it at the General Conference mass resignation in April before the the OW, is that Occupy Wall Street stuff, reached ahead? Ordained women. Ordained women. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Occupy. I'm like, Occupy, Occupy Conference. Walls. I'm like, what the Occupy fuck? General Conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that, Franklin. Um, one of the big reasons I felt I had to resign was my father's side of the family, who are very LDS. I currently have no relationship with them due to the fact that I'm an atheist, and I stood up for my mother, who has been mentally abused by them for 20 years. Mm. This has resulted in me deleting my Facebook account and opening a new one under a pseudonym and legally changing my last name. Wow. Uh, the second being uh, more for my own good and distancing myself from the bad side of my family. So, wow. from the person formerly known as Cameron, uh, I have to say thanks for the show, and I hope to be motivated to write more in the future. Excellent. Well, thanks, Cameron, yeah. uh, and congratulations on your marriage, and uh, your cards will come to you when all the cards come to you. Absolutely. Come. Cool. Excellent. Uh, yes. All right. Fantastic. Give Congratulations. Us a, give us a voicemail. All right. Here's a, a, a brief explanation of uh, of maybe some of the differences, why Mormons feel the need to do this more so than Catholics. Hey, Frank and Dan. It's uh, Adam from Las Vegas. I uh, just wanted to uh, touch base on what you guys were talking about as far as officially leaving the Mormon church. And um, the uh, listener who asked the question, you know, why, why do, for instance, Catholics not feel as... Um, uh, you know, passionate about leaving the Catholic Church if they identify as atheists. You know, I come from a Catholic family. I'm now an atheist, and my wife comes from a Mormon family, and she um, she's not an atheist, but she's certainly not Mormon. And I can kind of, I think, boil it down to this. In my entire life, as someone who was um, Catholic and then left the church at a very young age, I've never once had Catholics come to my door asking where I was or why aren't I coming to my wife, on the other hand, no less than half a dozen times over 20 years, has had Mormons knock on our door and want to know if they can speak with her and come back to the church. I think the reason why Catholics uh, don't feel any sort of impetus to leave the church in an official capacity is that no one cares. Um, but the Mormons really, really drill it into you that you are either a member or you're not a member. Because you're on our books, why aren't you coming to church? Grace, we're going to show up at your doorstep and ask you right now to you know, where the Catholics just say, hey, whatever. So anyway, I think uh, that might have something to do with it. It's just the level of, you know, immersion that the religion expects you to uh, uh, to, to be in. So uh, thanks, Frank and Dan. Awesome broadcast. Love it. Um, talk to you later. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. The Mormons do tend to bug you. <laughs> you're gonna that, they're gonna pull you back in or they're gonna drive you away one or the other and that is definitely a legitimate reason <laughs> for for wanting to leave the mormons is that they are annoying yes um uh they're they're, they're they mean well yeah that wasn't personally my experience no mine i never mean. actually really had mormons tr- or the, the the church trying to track me down really never not really no i did save the occasional phone call from the records office Interesting. Trying to find me. Oh, they didn't have my my phone number, but they definitely... My grandmother slipped up once. Oh, okay. And then I told my mother, I was like... They do put the pressure on the family members. Uh, they hey, call, they, we, well, they we've call, lost track of Frank. Uh-huh. Can you give us his info? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, they call all around to anybody they have on the records who's related to you, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where you are if they don't know where you are. Right. And that's, uh, I called yeah. my mom and I said, did you give them my number? <laughs> and she was like, uh, no, maybe your grandmother did. <laughs> and it turned out she was right. Yeah. I mean, my, I think. You know, they they just they would every now and then show up on my door and they'd be like, "Hey, we just, you know, we're we're your home teachers. We just want to stop by and see if everything was fine." And I'd be like, "Everything's great. The lawn could be mowed." Yeah, exactly. That's the key. <laughs> the key uh, if they're, they're gonna... thinking about uh, painting the back room, right? Exactly. Oh uh, gosh, we're moving next week. Could sure <laughs> use some help with that. Oh, we'd love to help out. Boy, you know, that's the thing about Mormons. You can get them to do shit. Especially if they think you you might be considering coming back to the church. Yeah. 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 Always do that. Always do that. Um, <laughs> But regardless of all of this, if you're Catholic, we still want you to resign. Yeah. Now, there is some question as to whether or not the Catholicism even has a resignation process that they acknowledge anymore. I found one document... It says that they do, and then there was a more recent document that's a little more sketchy. So I'm still looking into that. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're we're trying to create some resources here for everybody, but at least in the U.S. legally, you have the right to dissociate yourself from them. Right. So uh, send them the letter uh, that just says, "I, I the, screw you guys. I don't want to be a part." Um. <laughs> anyway, we 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 even though that they're not going to bug you, the Catholics are not going to bug you. They're not going to do anything. They're harmless. Uh, we still, we still want you to, to leave. It's the principle of the matter. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Yes. Um, so, uh, along those lines, Hunter wrote into us, Hey, Frank and Dan, uh, sadly, I'm not sure how much of this I'm supposed to read out loud to you guys. Um, he, he wants us to send his atheist card. Uh, he has been banned from sending mail by his parents. He's 16 years old. Oh. Um, because he sent in his resignation letter. <gasps> what? Uh, apparently. So his parents have like, You're, you've abused mail. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get mail anymore. What? <laughs> <laughs> he can still do the, uh, the electronic mail, so that's good. Because uh, that's how he contacted us. Oh, my God. I don't know how that works, but okay, Hunter. I'm sorry that you can't use mail. <laughs> does, he doesn't want a card from us, does he? Yeah, but he says he can receive mail, so that's fine. <laughs> he says, he says I can still receive mail, so bring on the blasphemy with that card. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> He's a Mormon kid? No, he's Catholic. Oh, my God. Uh, he resigned from the Catholic Church at 16. Uh, oh. He says, I'm a 16-year-old atheist living in the third safest neighborhood in Chicago. Just <laughs> <laughs> two more to go, and then yeah. you're in the best one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've stopped being... I, I, I've been an atheist for seven years, but only outspoken about it for three. I stopped believing when I actually read the Bible and was appalled. At by age the, nine? Yeah, I guess so. Why were you reading the Bible at age nine? That's borderline nine, pornographic. Yeah, nine-year-olds have much better things that they should be doing. Indeed. Like, running around and... Even in a circle. Yeah. Even if you're just running in a circle. <laughs> that's better. That's a better activity for a nine-year-old than reading the Bible. Um, However, uh, he read it and 
and figured then, it out. So I think it's it a out. pretty good thing for yeah, a exactly. nine-year-old to do. Uh, he says, in my town, it's mostly Irish Catholic, but my generation seems to favor atheism a lot, a lot more than fairy tales. So naturally, I don't have that much trouble fitting in. Hmm. Anyway, thank you for giving me the courage to resign. Without your show, I probably would have been one of those acerbic atheists. Huh. Uh, loving, lovingly yours, Hunter. Oh, fantastic. Well, good job, yeah. Hunter. Uh, the well card will done. come. Yeah. And uh, and it is nice to hear. I mean, ba- kids are being atheists and they're being gay and they're just, they are, the times they are a change in my friend. <laughs> Uh, Franklin, we're uh, that's how fucking it. old we yeah, are. I know, I know. It's that's insanity. how fu- I am a year away from 40. Yeah, I know. As of tomorrow. Which, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Dan, oh, by the you. way. Thank because you. this will be going out. Well, it goes on. It'll actually be hitting. Yeah, tomorrow evening. Yeah. On my damn birthday. Oh, fantastic, Dan. Yeah. So, happy birthday to me. Oh, Daniel. And then I got one more year 39. in my 30s. One more year in my 30s. And then you're not far behind me. You're a yeah, month, you're a month far behind enough me. behind one month, <laughs> one, got, uh, uh, one month and nine days. Yeah. So now that's plenty. Now they all know both of our birthdays if they, they do, do math. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> do we have any more voicemails, or should I continue that's on the end of the voicemail? Okay, I got one more uh, email. That timed out. Or that worked out perfectly. It played out very nicely. Yeah. Um, Johnny, our friend Johnny, uh, in Houston, we've met him. Oh, Johnny, hi. Uh, he wrote to us. Met him a couple times, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, him and his lovely wife. Uh, I'm listening to your episode about resignation, and I've got another reason to resign. When I was a Mormon missionary in Tahiti, most of my converts were nine years old. In each area where I served, I scanned the membership records for unbaptized children. Now, uh, just to to inform our our listeners, Mormons baptize their kids at age eight. Yeah. Uh, The primary president, uh, who's... uh, And this will be me taking myself... Another parenthetical from Dan, which is that the primary is the organization for the kids. Yes. So the president is a grown-up person mm-hmm. who's in charge of the kids in right. an, in an area. A woman. Almost always a woman. I think always a woman. I think always a woman. Because men men, men don't know shit about no children. Should not be primary presidents. They have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the primary president is responsible for making sure all the eight-year-olds get dunked. Uh, if the children of inactive members get missed, then it becomes the missionary's responsibility at age nine. Hmm. And I baptized the hell out of them. Mm, got those numbers. Yep. Fast forward about 10 years, and my wife Kelly and I uh, were the apostate parents of three kids, ages two through six. Our membership records included the kids' names, address, address and birthdays. We had told the bishop that we no longer believed, but for a year he still allowed the bishopric, home teachers, missionaries, and auxiliary presidents to come to our home and tell us how much they miss us. Oh, oh, that's isn't that sweet? Why wouldn't you go back? They miss you. (laughs) It was a nice. It was nice to stay connected with the the only community we knew, Uh uh, but it started getting tedious. One time, my six-year-old answered the door and said, "It's the Mormons," and I heard the missionary reply. But you're a Mormon, too. (laughs) Uh, We knew we had to cut the cord sometime, and it became clear that we needed to cut off the ward's radar, to to get off the ward's radar before our kids reached baptism age. Yeah. We mailed our resignation to the bishop and emailed a copy to downtown Salt Lake City. Excellent. A week later, we received a reply that the resignation is an ecclesiastical matter. That's Uh, the standard. (laughs) Along with a brochure inviting us to return and... 
It, the brochure is cute. We need to publish that brochure. Uh, yeah. If anyone out there has their brochure and can make a really nice PDF of it, yeah, uh, we scan would, us a copy. Would you send it into us and yeah. we'll put it up on the blog? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't. I I think I promptly chucked mine. I kept the letter, but I just chucked that damn pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. I I kept it for a little while because I thought it was pretty funny. Mm. I mean, it is. It, it this is the pamphlet that says things like. Uh, are you sure you want to do this? All of the blessings that were conferred upon you will be canceled. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's like, whoa, oh really? Wow. So yeah, your your priesthood oh. gone, revoked, revoked. Jesus you will no longer be able to bless the sacrament. You all you will your no powers. longer be able to. Well, you won't have the superpowers anymore. No. The power you won't be to be able to heal people, right? The power to heal people if they if it's God's will that they be healed. Yeah, uh, your power to uh, keep everyone safe as long as God's will is uh, that they all be safe. You have powers. Yeah, you have magic. Yeah, uh, but that's all revoked. Damn it! Once you resign, my life has sucked ever since. I know it's just so hard not having <laughs> pretend magic anymore. You 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 don't get to be a a leader in the mormon church that's what i always wanted isn't it just well thanks for writing in johnny uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh we're all about this thing we're we're hitting it hard we're all in so uh if you have stories to tell us about your uh about your um resignation send them in we we're, we're compiling things we're we're this is our this is our new mission mm-hmm. uh it won't be the only thing that we ever go no. to do and, and we've done three shows in a row that have really talked about resignation uh that's not going to be the new pattern no of us just only talking about no this, this, this isn't this isn't but the we're church ex- resignation show now no we're, we're excited that um people seem to have responded to this yeah and uh and so we please share the link of mm-hmm. of you know on on our on our homepage that you can find the uh the blog post the first blog post on this subject that I wrote um that so that's on thankgodimatheist.com and the the title of that blog post is uh I quit and mm. the, uh, the importance of resigning and uh, and go on there and and share that around Indeed, you know if you're in a if you're in an atheist group on the Facebook, a local atheist group or whatever, yeah. let them know that that's happening so that they can get their free card. Yeah, and if you want to if you want to support us in our mission to get everybody to resign, Absolutely. you can also donate to us, and and that will help us get those cards out. So the way you donate to us uh, is you go to Thank God I'm Atheist and you click on the support button. ThankGodImAtheist.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can throw the .com at the end of that. It helps, and it'll it'll get you there faster, <laughs> or at all. All right. Well, if you'd like to share your story or ask us any questions, uh, please uh, feel free to give us a call at four two four six 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 eight four four two. We'd love to hear from you. Right. Or uh, go to the or, or email us at uh, podcast at ThankGodImAtheist.com. Our Facebook page uh, is uh, manned by, um, or womaned by McKinsey, and uh, we and thank you, McKinsey, for she all womans the... the fuck out of that page. <laughs> she does a fantastic job, <laughs> and uh, it can be found at Facebook.com/slash TGI Atheist. Yeah, um, and of course there is the Twitter feed, which I am trying desperately to uh, 
to figure out <laughs> how, and, uh, how, how remember folks we're old we don't know how the tweeters work yeah i know it's weird so, uh but that can be found at thank god i'm atheist or i'm sorry at tgi atheist so. um and uh all right well uh dan that's uh, that's the show for today if you enjoyed it you can go to uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening to it on, and, and rate it. Absolutely. You can you can give us a nice a nice review or something. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we want to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, and we'd like to thank all of you for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Bye bye.